Hey Taters, how are you? And welcome to episode two. Two? Is it, isn't it? Well, technically it's our second, but it's really our first episode. Okay, 1.5. Because the first episode was like a half. 1.5. We'll go with it. <laughs> <laughs> Today, we are spilling the tea. Yes, in Tea Garden. Tea Garden, that is. The Aurora Tea Garden Mysteries on the Hallmark Now Mysteries channel. That's right. I said it. It's all good. We don't have to just talk about the crown? No, no, no. We're good. Not worried about that. So, we discovered this series probably about two months ago? Probably, because, you know, we binge-watched. <laughs> we did. 18 movies, right? 18 movies. So, we started thinking, how did 18 movies come about? How did they develop 18 stories starring Candace Cameron Brew? Burr. Burr. Brew, Burr. Brew, Burr. Hey, we love that place here in Fargo, all right? <laughs> Free advertising. If you're in the Fargo area, visit Brew Burrs. They're awesome. Yes. But it stars Candace Cameron Burr. Burr, that's right. You might know her from Full House and or Fuller House, right? So, or another a number of slew. I think she's done Hallmark. thirty plus movies on she on had the Hallmark a, a, Channel. A long career on there. <clears throat> a lot yes. of holiday films, and then of course eighteen of those from the Aurora Tea Garden Mystery. So we wondered, where did this come from? Like, how did they create eighteen different stories? Was it part of something else? Possibly books. So when we started digging in, we actually discovered that they were adapted into Hallmark movies from a series of books written by Charlene Harris Schultz. Charlene, not Charlene. Nope. Charlene. Charlene Harris Schultz. So then we started thinking, okay. Oh, and that was only an eight book series. There you run. go, right? So how did they get eight, were there 18 books? No, there weren't 18 books. I don't know how they got the rest of them. The magic of Hollywood. <laughs> sure. Right? That's what we'll call it. <laughs> they take eight books and turn it into 18 movies. Yes. I mean, if they can do that with uh, The Hunger Games, why can't they do it with The Aurora Tea Garden Mysteries? Anything's possible. Anything is possible. <laughs> so then we wanted to know who Charlene was. Yes. Like, how did she come up with all of these stories about this librarian in this small town that unknowingly and maybe unwittingly becomes the center focal point of murders, <laughs> which there's 18 of them in this small town, so you do the thinking there. <laughs> I don't want to be her friend. If we ever visit the town that this is depicted in, I don't want to be her friend because her friends either die or are involved in dying in some way, shape, or form. So this librarian in this small town and all of this cast of characters that we'll get into when we actually talk about the film. So we wanted to know, hey, how did this author come up with all of these stories, all of these characters? Where did she come from? Has she done this for a long period of time? Like, who is Charlene? Well, that's a good question. So we're going to look into the life and the writings of the author to get some backstory so that we can start this mystery series. Now, here's what I love, right? Little did we know that Charlene was a Southern girl. 
Not only is she a southern girl, she's a southern girl not too far from where I grew up in Tennessee. Just across the border. Just across the border. Tunica, Mississippi. Now, she was born in 51, so long before... In a great month, by the way. Right? Just... November. <laughs> November, such a great month. Gave us so many incredible people. <laughs> yep, she was born in 51, and she was born to parents who were... One was a principal, and surprise, surprise, the other one, a librarian. Get out. Seriously. Shut the front door. You can't make this stuff up. Well, I guess you can. Well, you can, but, you know. <laughs> so, she was born in Tunica in 51, long before the casinos came, long before there was the Lady Luck and the Gold Strike down there that Wait, we all know she? and love. Because 51, weren't they around back then? Nope, they were not. Gambling didn't come to Tunica until the 90s. How do I know? Well, because I was there when gambling came to Tunica in the 90s. That's where we went from Memphis to go across and hang out on the river and do a little gambling. Hmm, I won't tell. And lo and behold, her mother was a librarian. So it's very possible that is where the inspiration for this book series character came from. I don't have that as factual information, but hey, we're going to ride that wave. Why not? It makes sense, right? right? <laughs> now, Tunica was a small town, especially back then in the 50s. But I don't remember ever reading about eight different murders that involved a librarian, a murder club, a married couple who were the chief of police and the head wait, detective. Wait a minute, her mom wasn't like, didn't run the uh, murders club of the local Tunica? I... I doubt it, very seriously, but you never know. <laughs> that I didn't look into. You know, there was a lot of information. This woman is a very interesting woman. This is so crazy. When we started looking at her history, this was so crazy to see exactly what she's done. I mean, not, not only is she multifaceted as a writer, and we'll talk about that in, in just a minute, because she also actually wrote another popular series that became another popular television series on another major streaming platform yes yes she wrote uh southern southern vampires, vampires that turned into um i don't know if we're allowed to say true blood the, well yeah i was gonna say the the network well but, we'll leave them off but <laughs> but yeah. you can look it up true blood we have not read it probably won't um haven't uh, watched it but she also wrote those books that became that series on yes. that platform. So, And that was mid-time period. She actually started writing this series in 1990 and completed it, I believe, in 2003. Um, and she had started writing The Southern Vampires um, in the like mid-90s. So what I, what I really love is she stuck to her Southern roots, right? So during her time in high school, she could share her thoughts with very few people. So what she did is she... Yes, because this takes place in Lawrenceton, Georgia. Right. The book series. Right. But they moved it to Washington. <laughs> well... <laughs> but they filmed in, in British... Canada. Columbia. Ooh, right? Nothing like being set in Georgia and then migrating to Washington only to be filmed in Canada because all three of those places look exactly the same. Right? <laughs> I can't say for sure. Exactly I the same. I haven't I've been. I've been to them all and I can tell you 
They absolutely do not look the same. <laughs> absolutely do not look the same. So she uh, she was kind of seen as an outcast. So she kind of turned to writing as a form of expression. And again, sticking to her Southern roots, her parents thought she would be a great teacher, right? Remember, principal and a librarian for parents right. thought she would be a great teacher so she went to college at what at the time was known as Southwestern, but we Memphians know now as Rhodes College. Yeah, I sure. <laughs> she, I knew the Southwestern, and you named it as Rhodes. I was like, no, no. Actually, when she went, it was, and you, you looked very confused when I told you that. It was Southwestern, <laughs> that's true. Uh, but I know it as Rhodes. Some of you listening from back home know it as Rhodes. And she got a, a bachelor's degree um, in arts, arts, right? Bachelor of Arts. And she went through college and had no idea what she wanted to do after. Who does? I mean, you know, back then, really, I guess that was kind of the thing. You, you either had a path or you just went to college hoping that something would spur. But she's been writing since she could hold a pencil. From poems to one-act plays that staged during her time at college. So she's been writing a very long time. Um, sounds super creative. She was a typesetter. Um, Do you know she, what a typesetter is? Yeah. I was going to so look that up and I just set, didn't. Right. Look it up. Typesetting. Look it up. <laughs> I don't want to deviate from her history or too much. But yeah, look up typesetting. She, had, she held that, that job title with a few companies. I'm just saying. So either it was back, really interesting, back then it was. It or was, it was a good pay, or great profession she, to be in back then. <laughs> but she also was a uh, an offset darkroom operator, right? Yes. So she she kind of stuck to the writing genre, if you will, from a professional standpoint. But she didn't write her first book until a monumental occasion happened. Yes, her husband gave her an electric typewriter. As a wedding present. Now, I I can imagine <laughs> back then, because I actually took typing when I was in I junior too. high. Took a typing class. I took actually, it in high school. <laughs> yeah. Stevens Point, Wisconsin, took typing. It Learned was a, how to use an electric typewriter. It was. Um, so I imagine that maybe this was, you know, back then, because she married, I believe, in 78. So husbands used to give their wives appliances and thought it was the greatest thing ever. Now, that might have been what he thought because she loves to write and those typewriters, the old fashioned ones, you know, <laughs> just either noisy, took too long. He just, or she just really wanted it. Who knows? It sounds a little odd to us, maybe in today's world, but back then, maybe it was the greatest gift he ever gave her. Or when they first got married. <laughs> The not-so-greatest gift he so. could have ever had given her. <laughs> well, you know, she got to writing. <laughs> I mean, look, it served her well, obviously. She wrote eight books in this series. She wrote the vampire novels, which became the, the TV series. So obviously the typewriter served her well. Unfortunately, her husband was never heard from again. <laughs> after he gave her the typewriter. I'm kidding. No, they're still they're married. They're still married. They're still they together. They have three children. <laughs> But, you know, I just, I got so moved when when we were kind of doing some history and research on her, and I, I felt really compelled, so I bought you an electric typewriter. 
You're a little late, but thanks. <laughs> and you'll never hear me on this podcast again. I'm kidding. Hey, I wait, did not buy you a typewriter. If it's still in the original box, is that considered vintage? And can we get a good price for it? I think it's considered an antique. Well, antiques are big. And... Well, that's true. <laughs> Maybe we can call the picker dudes and they'll want to buy it. Who knows? We have, you know, a few local antique places around here. Maybe we have some, uh, can make a good deal. The farm. Right? <laughs> it's called a farm. So, she actually... Real quick, before we move too far on along, I do want to say, because you talked about her first book, and the way she got her first publishing deal was very interesting. She took a creative writing class, and the teacher that she had just so happened to recently have quit her job at a publishing house. Right. And she thought her works were really good, good enough to share with her former colleagues. And that is how she got her first book published. And I believe it was called... Sweet and Deadly. Sweet and Deadly. So imagine this. Something uh, rage. A secret rage. rage. Yep. So imagine this. Mm. Her husband gives her an electric typewriter when they get married. And then she writes that story. And then she writes <laughs> Sweet and Deadly, A Secret Rage. I mean... I mean, if that's not poetic, I don't really know what else is. You know, from from what I gathered, she wrote uh, her stories. Um, she took a lot of inspiration from real lived experiences. She did. And that is how, you know, for characters, you know, plots, situations, whatever. Uh, so I can I cannot even begin to tell you. I think I can count on no hands how many times in the South I ran across Southern vampires. No, no? it's no. too hot. It's too right? humid. It's too hot and humid. It's so sticky. I know. Is it because there's a lot of garlic use? That could be. I mean, mosquitoes. Or is it just me? The mosquitoes oh, are bloodsuckers. So there's no need for vampires, <laughs> right? Real lived experiences. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> you know, she um, she got a lot of her influence by the writings like Pride and Prejudice, The Fourth Wall. So she was very studied. I have not heard of The Fourth Wall. Well, we can't talk about that because then we'd be breaking here because no, it I just would be not, The Fourth I had just... Wall. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, I thought you were being serious for a second. Uh, yeah, <laughs> for a second. <laughs> The, um, you know, the, this series, she started writing in 1990, mm -hmm. and she completed the eight books, not 18, like the No, movies. I don't know where the other ones she, came from. Well, I mean... Maybe we'll look, find out as we move along through the series. The magic of Hollywood, right? Eight, or 18, Hallmark Wood. Or... <laughs> I'm not even... Uh, and then she ended them in 2003... And, um, you know, again, went on to write other things like the Southern Vampire series, which became what we talked about on the other uh, platform. And, um, you know, it, it's, it, it really was interesting to see what she's done in her life because not only did she do all these things that we just talked about, but she also had a, a couple of other interesting tidbits. <laughs> yes. Where we just kind of <laughs> sat back and were like... What I, is going I on? I want to meet this woman. I do. I would love to meet her. I mean, it's very intriguing. So, you know, a wife, yep. mom of three, and she thought a great way to relax would be to weight lift. Weight lift. <laughs> I, I, I mean, 
I actually can't knock that because I did kickboxing for a while and I loved it and it was a great stress reliever, you know? So I could see it. it just, I saw pictures of her and I just thought, I, I can't see that, but hey, you know, who am I to say that you can't do weightlifting? But it gets better because she also <laughs> was a student of Goju Karate. Now, I know a few different kinds of karate, but that's a new name. So I don't know much about that. What What's different in that specific Goju I have name? no idea. Oh, okay. I thought maybe it you might. It sounds really you... cool. Are a, you were a student of karate, so I was a student of Taekwondo, Taekwondo. but so close enough. Yes. Okay. But yeah, I have no idea. I I would have to look up that one. I'm not really sure exactly um, what that is. I, it'd be interesting to find out. Any of you out there know? If you do, please drop us a message. Let us know because we'd like to know, know. What, what this is exactly. <laughs> but it gets even better because as a grandmother, she won several awards for writing. Yes. She's been on several different writing boards. She was inducted to the Arkansas Entertainment Hall of Fame in 2015. And the tip of the iceberg, the icing on the cake. She had always wanted to have vampire teeth. So she had a pair of lateral Incisors. Yes, lateral, not incisors. I kept saying incisors, it. Incisors, lateral incisors. You know what? Sometimes my mouth says. I mean, if you had incisors, you could cut your food before you. You eat know, it, like as right? Edward Scissorhands. Right. <laughs> but for teeth. Cut your steak as you put it on the floor. Right she had them created by the Count of Montrose. No idea. We tried to look that one up. It's a website that's no longer uh, operable. I mean, if he's from this, you know, 1600s making teeth, wow. That was, you that know, explains I mean, a lot. put those in your mouth there. But hey, are, are they from his mouth? Right. Hey, it's a good question. It's a really good question. Um, so, it, you know, it, it, it's interesting, right, to see where she's come from, what yeah. she's done. Her... She went from, I think, Mississippi to Arkansas. And now, as far as we know, she Texas. resides in Texas. The stars and she's at night. Still active right. in the writing and big and bright. If, yeah. Deep in the heart of Texas. I am not singing with you. <laughs> we are not going to scare our audience. <laughs> <laughs> so, we um we wanted to give you a little bit of background on Charlene, so you had a better idea of kind of where all this came from, right? Little did we know when we started looking into her that. Um, she had also created this other series that became widely popular and landed on another platform. But she's also written some standalone she has, individual books. Yep, she she has. And she's also written another series that um, was a, a lady who got struck by lightning. And I don't believe that was turned into any you know TV or Yet. movie series that I'm aware of. But uh, yeah, you know, she said she got, um, she uses a lot of her writings to kind of clean out her dark places. So that's... I can't wait to, <laughs> can't wait to see that one. Woo, that won't be on the Hallmark Channel, I'm sure. So um... if anybody's interested in, in looking more into her, but we're going to focus back on the tea garden. All right, so spill the tea, honey. So before we jump into the actual first movie, right, we wanted to give you a little background, but we also want to give you a kind of a, a synopsis, right, a storyline of what the Tea Garden Mysteries are all about, and then we're going to dive into each individual movie, all 18 of them, yes. and, and talk about 
what they're about, the actors, um, which you're going to love to find out about because <laughs> not only are they in this series, but There's as, a lot of crossover. As we've discovered, the multiverse of Hallmark, if you will. And I don't think it's just Hallmark because we know one of the mainstay actors on, or act, well, yes, we'll just leave it at actors right now, uh, is from another series that I don't believe is connected to Hallmark. I don't think so. Yeah. But we'll, maybe we'll deep dive a little on that at, at some point. Right. But yeah, we'll we'll do some uh, some funny info on those episodes. So spill the tea. What are we looking at at 18 movies coming up? So it started in, I believe, 2015. And ended in 2022. So it's a seven year run. And it is about Aurora Teagarden, or Row to Her Friends. She's an assistant librarian in Lawrenceton. She is also a member of the Real Murders Discussion Club. I, I just find one of these, man. These librarian. Like, first off, do those clubs exist? Where are these librarian murder and clubs? Are they run by librarians? But I don't think it started that way. But we're going to go to the library over the next couple of days, and we're going to ask the librarian <laughs> if there's a real murder club. And does she either run it or is she a participant? It might in be it? a very quick stay in conversation, but <laughs> let's find out. Well, first we have to get through the snow. Oh, that's true. <laughs> but uh, so. As the name implies, they discuss all aspects of past real-life murders. And I did confirm that that is accurate information about the real... What old... they depict in the movies. Yes. yes. Well-ish. <laughs> yes. They're yeah. supposed to be based Hallmark. on... Hallmark. Hallmark. Yeah. Uh, so among other consistent members of the club is her best friend newspaper reporter Sally Allison and Lawrenceton police detective Arthur Smith. That guy, man. He <clears throat> Top is notch. such an amazing detective. <laughs> which, which does not sit well with his wife. Who happens to be? Lawrenceton police chief Lynn Liggett Smith. Yeah, I have such to slow that one down. Such an interesting dynamic. Yeah, don't say that ten times fast. <laughs> We're not responsible if you do for what comes out of your mouth. There's a few things that they don't start off as husband and wife and she does not start off as the police chief. That's all I'm going to say right now. But she, uh, so as part of the chief, it does not sit well with her and that the club is always interfering or inserting itself into the murder investigations of Lawrenceton, this little town. It's a big little town. It, or it's a little big town. I mean, <laughs> by the time the 18th movie is over, you think everybody <laughs> would be dead because it's a small town. Uh, but it is she is Roe is considered the most knowledgeable of the club members about all things murder, which is <laughs> frightening in itself when you see how this all unfolds. Roe's involvement in these investigations also does not sit well with her mother, real estate agent Ada. Ada. Yes, Tea Garden who places her efforts both in trying to dissuade Roe from embarking on what ends up being these dangerous endeavors and finding a good man for her. <laughs> Sorry. It's, it, it, we'll get into it when we talk about the movies, but in the beginning, it seemed like a very voracious dating scene in Lawrenceton. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it... Uh, you know, there are, well, again, it's it's off the book, 
and there are definitely some changes from the book to the series. So if any of our listeners have read the book series and then watches it, I don't know how you'll feel. I've read some reviews and people say good and, and interesting things about both. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a good time going over these Good these times. little movies. Good times. This movie series, for sure. Uh, there's going to be some, uh, you know, what do you call it? Fun facts? Some uh, some interesting inaccuracy. We'll, uh, <laughs> some connections, you know. We'll drop some trivia uh, for you listeners to figure out uh, as we go into the next episode. And have some fun. So get ready because we are going to spill the tea on the Aurora Tea Garden Mystery Series. I think we'll add a little spice to it. Maybe chai? <laughs> uh, no. Matcha? Uh, what's that one tea? It was, um, I had it when I was... Licorice? Earl Ew. Grey. No. Earl Grey. No. <laughs> Breakfast tea? It was, uh, it was an African Lipton? red tea. I used to drink it long before our son was born. No idea. Yeah, I don't remember. No but idea. it was a little spice it to good. it. It was good. Yeah. Anyways... <laughs> All right. What's your favorite flavor of tea? That's What's your cooking. favorite flavor of tea? Question number one for the next episode. <laughs> Chime in there, listeners. All right. Thank you for joining us. We are so thrilled and honored and blessed to have you with us as we uh, kick off episode two or 1.5 or <laughs> point two or whatever no, we're calling this no, one. No, the next one will actually be two. See, I don't know. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll go with that one. 2.5. And we will see you next week on... The next episode. Yes. Thank you. Later, taters. Later, taters.